Hello, everyone. Welcome to Eternity, where love never fails. Hello, everyone. Thanks for listening. This is the Eternity Bible Study Podcast, where we walk through the Bible together every weekday, Monday through Friday. We're podcasting from here in the United States and in Zambia with a goal to share our thoughts and encourage one another as we read God's Word together verse by verse. My co-host in Zambia, Matali and I, are both listening to Through the Bible Podcast and then sharing our thoughts and encouragement with you. From America to Africa and everywhere else, God is in control. As always, our attribution goes to Through the Bible with Dr. J. Vernon McGee. So if you've ever wanted to try to read the Bible every day, we hope you can join us. We're regular people just like you, trying to learn more about God and walk in step with His Holy Spirit. So if you have your Bible, feel free to read along. And if not, no problem. We'll try to put it all together for you. So let's get started. Today we're looking in 1 John chapter 3, and we're going to be starting from verse um, 8 and going down to verse 12. Let me start reading in verse 8, and then we'll make our points. Verse 8, Whoever makes a practice of sinning is of the devil, for the devil has been sinning from the beginning. The reason the Son of God appeared was to destroy the works of the devil. No one born of God makes a practice of sinning, for God's seed abides in him, and he cannot keep on sinning because he's been born of God. So when it says here, Jesus Christ came into the world to destroy the works of the devil, well, how does he do that? Well, he died on the cross for the sins of the world, but it's more than that. Because we always talk about Jesus dying on the cross. Well, Jesus not only died on the cross, Jesus was raised from the dead. So in other words, Jesus died on the cross, but broke out of the grave. He rose from the grave. He died on the cross, and He rose from the grave. And He allowed us to die on the cross. And he allowed us to rise from the grave. So what Jesus did was more than just dying on the cross. He died on the cross. He rose from the grave. He allows us to die on the cross. And he allows us to rise from the grave. So that's what Jesus did to destroy the works of the devil. He paid the price for our sins and he allowed us to be born again into his righteousness. To, to be born into a new life. A life that abides in him. Okay? That abides in him. No one born of God makes a practice of sinning for God's seed abides in him. God's seed. So a seed is what is planted in us. God's seed 
And he cannot keep on sinning because he's been born of God. We've been recreated in now the Spirit. And as we've, we've said the last few um, studies, you've been born again, so you've been raised from the dead already. You don't have to worry about what happens when you die. You've already been raised from the dead. And your spirit has been raised from the dead, and your spirit resides with the Father. That means your spirit has been raised from the dead, and your spirit is with your Father in heaven. Just as Jesus was 100% God, 100% man, we are now 100% human, still here, but also 100% spirit. Raised from the dead, abiding spiritually with our Father. So we have, um, we're a part of what Jesus did to destroy the works of the devil. Verse 10 By this is evident who are the children of God and who are the children of the devil. Whoever does not practice righteousness is not of God, nor is the one who does not love his brother. So you've been born, reborn again, and you've been reborn into this righteousness of Christ so that you have a, a human side still and a spiritual side. And you've got this righteousness. So <clears throat> God's seed is in you. God abides in you. So now... You abide in God, so you're abiding in God in spirit, but you still, you're still living, you're still, you still have that 100% human condition here. God is having to abide in you to give you what you need to what? To practice righteousness for His glory. So we are... We are now called to practice righteousness. Verse 11, For this is the message that you have heard from the beginning. From the beginning is a reference to Christ. Just as it said back in chapter 1, verse 1, what you've heard from the beginning, you know, in the beginning was the Word, that's Jesus Christ, that you have heard from the beginning that we should love one another. So from the beginning, meaning the beginning of of Jesus' ministry. It was all about loving one another. That's the commandment that Jesus gives to love one another. That's the gospel message to love one another. But it's also a reference to who Jesus is. Jesus is love. It was a gift of love from the beginning. This message, we, verse 12, we should not be like Cain who was of the evil one and murdered his brother. And why did he murder him? Because his own deeds were evil and his brother's righteous. So we've been called to righteousness, to practice righteousness. And that practice of righteousness is loving one another. If we can love one another, that's the exact nature of Jesus Christ. That's his example to us. 
And so God is telling us through this letter of John, that's what we need to do. It's not just about talking about it. It's actually putting God's Word into practice. It's more than just believing. It's actually how you act, how you practice. Practice what you preach, in other words. So this is what our call is. And uh, so we'll be stopping here for today. But it leaves us with a real powerful question. How are we going to live today? And we know if we're practicing righteousness, that God's seed is in us and God's seed is growing in us. And we want to grow and abide in our Father. Not abiding in our own self, but abiding in Him and letting Him abide in us. As we practice righteousness. That's how we live our life, to practice righteousness. Put it into practice as best we can with His Spirit abiding in us. So for me to all of you, God bless you. Keep your heart centered on Christ. Now I'll turn the rest of the podcast over to my co-host in Zambia, Matali. Matali, can't wait to hear what you have to say today. God bless you all, and we'll see you tomorrow next time. Hello, so today's teaching is coming from 1 John chapter 3, beginning at verse 8, all the way to verse 12. So verse 8, scripture reads, He who sins is of the devil, for the devil has sinned from the beginning. For this purpose, the Son of God was manifested that he might destroy the works of the devil. So the source of all sin is the devil. So he's responsible for sin being brought into the world today. So he is the father of all lies and he is the king of all sinners. So he led Adam and Eve into sin. And this is the reason that we are of a sinful nature. So we have this, you know, nature that we're born with as um, human beings. We're born with a sinful character, a sinful nature. Um, and um, it's from the beginning in the time of Adam and Eve. The devil caused Adam and Eve to sin and to be banished out of the Garden of Eden. So Jesus Christ said to the religious rulers in Scripture that you are of your father, the devil, and the works of your father you will do. So children take after their fathers, even in the home setup. You know, a child will take after their parents, you know, their fathers. If there are no rules in the house or if the father behaves a certain way, that's the traits and the attributes that the children will actually take up. So children take after their father. So if your father is the devil, then you will act like him. And if your father is the heavenly father, you will have that nature and you will act like him so the devil started out sinning in the beginning and he has been at it ever since he's in rebellion against god so the lord jesus christ died for the sin of the world 
And John the Baptist said, Behold, the Lamb of God that takes away the sin of the world. When one has trusted Christ, you know, one's sins are behind them. So when you take your um, faith and you believe and you trust in, in, in Christ, you know, you put your sins behind you. And, and um, they put their, you know, we put our sins behind us and one is saved and in him we are saved and we will be brought up as far as one's salvation is concerned because one has trusted in um, the Lord Jesus Christ. And he, the Lord Jesus Christ not only takes away our sin, but he also was manifested to take away our sins. So we are born with that sin, that sinful nature. So he take, he died to take away that sin of the world. And uh, he was um, also manifested to take away, you know, the sins of the world, all our sins. And he has, he, he was without sin and he was holy and undefiled and separate from sinners. So he was the perfect sacrifice. He was the perfect lamb who shed his blood on the cross for you and me. But he was human and he was a human being and he died as a sin offering and this paid the penalty. So he was manifested to take away our sins, the sins of all believers to make it possible for us actually to live the Christian life today because we're not perfect and God will not accept anything that's not perfect. So there was a perfect sacrifice that was offered for our eternal salvation. So every believer has two natures, as Paul has actually stated this in Romans 7 verse 19, which reads, For the good that I will do, I do not do. But the evil I will not do, that I practice. So here, he's looking at the new nature. So the old nature has been in control for a long time. And um, verse 20 of Romans 7 goes on to read, Now if I do what I will not do, it is no longer I who do it, but but sin that dwells in me. So the old nature here is what he's referring to, is, you know, dragging its feet as it's in rebellion against God. So we have two natures. You know, when we're saved, we're given a new nature. We're born again. We're new beings. But the old nature doesn't go away. So the two natures are in conflict with each other. So Paul here is saying, you know, if he does what is good, that's the that's that's um, that's um, the new nature, and it says, "For the good that I will do, I do not do, but the evil I will not to do that I practice." So he has a new nature, and he can practice that good that he has. Because he has received the new nature and the anointing of the Holy Spirit, which can help him do the good because he's received that new nature. But he's also in conflict because he's living in this world, but he's not of this world. You know, he's living of the world, which is of the flesh, 
and you know he has that old nature which is in conflict with his new nature so romans 8 let me read in romans 8 verse 7 and 8 which reads because the carnal mind is enmity against god for it is not subject to the law of god nor indeed can be so then those who are in the flesh cannot please god so it's not until we are born again that we can actually please god and uh, verse 9 of romans 8 goes on to read <clears throat> but you are not in the flesh but in the spirit if indeed the spirit of god dwells in you now if anyone does not have the spirit of christ he is not his so we are not in the flesh here uh, we're talking about born again believers and you know not professing christians or church members you know those who are baptized those who go through these little rituals and you know short courses and all we're talking about sincere real born again christians so the lord jesus christ was manifested in order to make it possible for us to actually live for god so he made that possible for us and um in um first john verse 9 of chapter 3 goes on to read whoever has been born of god does not sin for his seed remains in him and he cannot sin because he has been born of god so this is the new birth. So Jesus Christ said to the religious leaders, you must be born again. And we must be born again. We must receive Christ as our Lord and personal Savior. And we must live for him because he died for our sins. And we must have faith and believe in him in order for us to receive the anointing of the Holy Spirit. In order for us, you know, to see or for... Um, the things of Christ to be made real to us. So we have been given a new nature as believers, as born-again believers, and that new nature will not commit sin. So it doesn't mean it won't like, completely commit sin. No, this is, um, you know, it basically means, you know, as a child of God, you will not continually live in sin. Like, you will fall, you will stumble, but you will get up and go back to the Father. Just like, the story of the prodigal son you know the prodigal son couldn't stay in the pig pen because he wasn't a pig he wasn't a sinner he wasn't a pig if we relate it to you know our sinful nature and all um so he wasn't a pig but he was a son of the father and he longed for the father's house so if you're a child of god you know you're going to want the father's house you know, you're going to want not to live in the pig pen because you are have the nature of your father you are like your father so a child of god doesn't live in sin so scripture says if any christian man sins we have an advocate with the father so we have the mediator and that's the lord jesus christ so sin what is sin sin here is anything that's actually contrary to god's will so we as believers should confess our sins when we actually sin so the new nature will not live in the pig pen it will not live continuously in sin and be comfortable for so scripture here says for his seed remains in him 
So once we receive the Lord Jesus Christ, like we plant a seed and the seed remains in us. So we have a divine nature. We have a new nature. If you're a sincere child of God and you cannot sin because you are born of God and you have your father's nature. And this is something that is real and genuine, you know, a real and genuine uh, child of God, born of God. So we should take an inventory and look our lives we should examine ourselves every day and look at our lives how are we living our lives we should examine ourselves and see if we are in the faith and do we long after the things of the father how are we living our lives today so if one is born of god one does not go on in sin you know as one has received a new nature so you know they don't lose their old nature you know when you receive you know, you're born again, you see the new nature, you still have that old nature because we're actually born with that old nature. And this is in conflict with the old nature, as Paul had said. And only the Spirit of God can actually deliver us from the old nature if we recognize we are weak and feeble and we are hopeless and um, confess our sins. He can and he will deliver us if we actually mean business. We actually go to God and just mean business. He will deliver us. You know, we cannot depend on our own self. The, the Spirit of God has to help us, indwell us. Verse 10 goes on to read, In this the children of God and the children of the devil are manifest. Whoever does not practice righteousness is not of God, nor is he who does not love his brother. So here, you know, we have two natures of a believer the old nature and the new nature that we get once we actually accept and believe christ as our savior so we all have that old nature even when we are saved it's still there you know we never actually get rid of it at all and you know we all come short of the glory of god you know today you may be this like really lovely person and all and um uh and pleasant to be around and all and you know the following day you find you're down in the dumps and just this meanable meanie who's just snapping at everybody and angry at everybody so we all have that old nature and we all fall short of the glory of god but above this old nature is where we can actually bear fruit and the fruits of the spirit this is love joy peace long-suffering kindness self-control all these are the fruits of the spirit that we can bear those fruits above our old nature if we let the holy spirit guide us today we may be joyful like i said and tomorrow we may be down in the dumps uh, where we are not to be but this actually happens and when it does you know one is living in the old nature and you know as a child of god you won't want to live down in the dumps there in the old nature you will go back to the father and um, ask and seek for you know guidance and just self-control because you know that new nature is above the old nature and we have that seed of the father in us that is planted in our hearts and it will bear fruit that's the fruits of the spirit so paul in Galatians, actually tells the believer to learn to walk in the Spirit. That is, you know, 
one can't do it on their own. Just like Paul had actually said in in Romans 7, he found out two things, that there is no good in the old nature at all, and there is no power in the new nature. Meaning you can't walk on your own in the new nature. And, you know, you have to have help. So, the old nature, there's no good. It's all enmity to God, the carnal mind. And in the new nature, you, you know, there's no power in it if you don't have the power of the Holy Spirit. So you can't live the Christian life on your own. You have to have help from the Spirit of God to work in us. So God wants us to produce fruits. That's the fruits of the Spirit. And the Lord Jesus Christ said, I am the genuine vine. So he is the genuine vine and we are the branches and we ought to bear fruit. And he prunes us to get good fruit. Just like, you know, you, when you get, you get to plant, um, you know, some fruit. For it to actually produce good fruit and to just avoid that wild fruit and all. And the wild branches that don't make sense, you prune it. So this is what God does. He prunes us to get good fruit. But sometimes the old nature will bear fruit as well. And it's called the works of the flesh. So, like verse 10, let me just read again. It says, In this, the children of God and the children of the devil are manifest. Whoever does not practice righteousness is not of God, nor is he who does not love his brother. So here, you can actually tell the children of God apart from those of the devil by their fruit. You can actually just tell, you know, the children of the devil, they don't have the fruits of the Spirit. So you can actually tell them apart. So if one is not trying to live for God, no matter, you know, their profession in life, you know, and, you know, no matter their status or their works in life, no matter what they have done, they are not a child of God. And this is the identification, one of the identifications of a child of God. One who actually practices righteousness and lives for God. And the second mark um, of identification of a child of God is one who actually loves his brother, other Christians. You know, and this love that's being talked about here is, you know, that love, that concern to be helpful to your brother. Are you concerned about your brethren? Verse 11 of First John chapter 3 goes on to read for. This is the message that you heard from the beginning, that we should love one another. So the beginning that uh, John is talking about here um, in this epistle is um, the one that actually began with the incarnation of Christ. The Lord Jesus Christ is the one that actually taught this. And he said, by this shall all men know that you are my disciples, if you love one another, if you have that love for one another. And John is actually just reaffirming what Christ already said and, you know, what the other uh, disciples already said. Verse 12 goes on to read, Not as Cain, who was of the wicked one, and murdered his brother. And why did he murder him? Because his works were evil and his brothers were righteous. So here an example is given of Cain and Abel. You know, they were blood brothers. 
and alike in a lot of ways because they were related. They were uh, blood brothers. But Cain killed his brother because his works were evil. Cain's works were evil and his brother's works were righteous. And his problem, why he actually killed his brother, was jealousy. And, you know, like earlier, verse 10 had said, in this, the children of God and the children of the devil are manifest. So you can tell by their works. Jealousy is one of the works of um, the devil. And this is one of the great sins today that is actually hurting the cause of Christ in the churches and all. This old secret sin is what a lot of us, a lot of people actually harboring. A lot of believers try to cover it up. So a lot of sin has its root in jealousy and you know this is like in our old nature which should be pruned away if we are if we mean business and if we are sincere believers it will pop up because we're human we have that old nature it's always in conflict with the new nature but you know it's up to us to actually ask for the holy spirit to actually help us and guide us and help us grow and you know, help us have or help us bear uh, the fruits of the Spirit. So this is today's teaching. Thank you all for listening and God bless you all and have a pleasant day. Bye-bye.